Hey, Schmazettes, you're listening to Listen. Listen with Patty and Emily. I'm Patty. And I'm Emily. Five, six, seven, eight. Patty and Emily, most obsessively talking about all your favorite Broadway shows. Patty and Emily, thoughts and comedy from Broadway superfans. From Broadway superfans. Rough week for celebrities dying. Oof. None. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to say none, but to us personally anyway, not super impactful. But Wait, who else besides Prince died? China, the WWE wrestler. Oh, right, right. And also Doris Roberts, television's mother. Right. Oh, my God. A lot of people did die this week. Yeah. Yeah, RIP, everybody. I know. And, uh, you know, Doris Roberts, I think, was 90, so nice yeah, long life. Nice, nice long life. Very. China was only yeah. 45, so I don't know, aside from massive amounts of, like, steroids and whatever else she did in her life, mm. I don't know what happened there. Yeah, 45 is really young. Uh, yeah, and Prince, too. Yeah. I mean, he was, like, supposed to go on tour this summer. I know. I think. Or some something about a tour. Well, he well they found like a vault of music in his house. So well, I don't know who's that, gonna control I, the rights to that, but I, I think ho- it's gonna I be hope like a none of it gets released. Oh, really? Oh, um, yeah, because well, because I am not was not f- super familiar with Prince's. Mu- I was like Prince, he's like that awesome guitarist. And he put out yeah. a lot of music, and people love him. And I don't know much about him, so I like read up on his Wikipedia page, and he's basically been in a really intense like on and off legal battles for almost his entire career to control his music. Oh. Like that's been a huge, huge part of his like basically life's work because, you know, he got famous by releasing albums with record companies in the 70s. So he was completely, you know, yeah. those contracts were bad. Um, <laughs> and so, but like over the last, I mean, God, like the last, I think like 15 years, he's been fighting to, get control of everything and he died with complete control over every master that he'd ever made oh well that's what i so i guess i'm just wondering who that who all of that goes to now Hmm. i would assume it would be someone he trusted who maybe would want to get money but i don't know the other thing is Nobody knows where his money is going to go yet because Hmm. he died with two ex-wives, but like no dependents. Hmm. And no will? Well, I'm sure he has a will that just hasn't been made public. I bet a lot of it goes to the Jehovah's Witnesses. Hmm, Probably. A lot probably will go to like Minneapolis charities because he really loved being from Minneapolis. Mm -hmm. And then I don't know. I mean, I I would hope and assume that whoever is now in control of his masters and in control of that vault is well aware of his wishes. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. I hope it would go to someone he trusts. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was, I put on uh, the day after I was working and, you know, my coworker was like, we have to listen to Prince. Sure, sure. And oh, well, because also the other thing that you're probably aware of is that all of his music is only available on title. Yes. And like a physical CD that you buy. Right. So like he, I, and I still have that free trial of title that Beyonce personally gave to me. <laughs> so nice of um, her. I know. Right. We're, we're super close. <laughs> so I, we were really lucky that I had title and I literally only have that trial for another like half a week or something. Yeah. Um, so we were able to like, we listened to Prince all day. That's nice. Um, yeah, I'm gonna listen to some more before my trial goes out. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, he's obviously like an amazing mu- musician. Yeah, he's sort of like a pop culture void for me, though. I'm not really sure mm. what happened. Like, obviously, I know all of his hits, but beyond that, um, mm. there's probably also a lot of songs that I know that are like, "This sounds like Prince." Oh, it is Prince, <laughs> right? Right. <laughs> sort of situation, but I don't know why. Especially because I know my oldest sister was like a big Prince fan, so I feel like mm. she didn't do her older sister duty in passing that along to me. 
Yeah, and I think for me, I mean, there's a lot of pop culture holes in my brain. Right. <laughs> there's a lot of pop culture holes in my brain. I, based on, like, the wealth of music, like, like Prince clearly is one of those, I think, like, there's very few people in this world who have that, like, fucking insane artistic spirit where they just, like, can write and write. You know, people like uh, that guy that, like, writes a book every year. A paperback thriller or something, you know, like that's like that's oh, a lot yeah. of art to produce. And Prince is one of those people that it was just like flowing out of him constantly because he's he produced so many albums. Like he's like Dolly Parton. He has like forty right. albums. I mean, Dolly has like seventy. Yeah, albums, yeah, yeah. But like, yeah, and all of the work that he's written and produced for other right, artists. Right. Yeah, I did after like listening. I yesterday at work, I listened to Dolly all day because my friend Philip and I bought tickets to see Dolly. Um, oh, good in concert in Queens, which I'm so excited about. And like looking, that's very exciting. Keeping up with all the Prince stuff on Twitter and stuff made me really be like, the, there's been so few celebrity deaths that have really deeply affected me so far. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, losing Dolly at a time when I had like, if I if she died anytime between now and when that concert was, like, that would be completely devastating. Yeah, I was thinking about that because, I mean, I get affected and I don't shame those who do if I don't care about the celebrity. But because, I don't know, it's not about not knowing the person, especially when you have someone like Prince. It's about, like, what their music meant to you. Wait, there was this great, I retweeted someone because they said it, they said it so perfectly. Let me, let me find it. Okay, whatever. I must have not have retweeted it. But base it was like people who are mourning a celebrity death, you're not mourning it because of yeah, like knowing them. It's because their art helped you know yourself. Yes, I did read that. I don't remember who that was either, but yeah, yes. Yeah. Because that's like when I when I think about like Dolly, I'm like, oh my God, like I've had such experiences with her music and like her music has like helped me and healed me when I needed it and given me fun times mm-hmm. and like nine to five the musical and like I love Dolly and her music so much yeah and and I think it's also hard when a celebrity dies when they're still working oh yeah because yes. then it's like like Dolly if Dolly dies before like these you know musicals of her life and movies about her life that she's working on mm-hmm. before they get made like yeah. That's rough. Well, yeah, it's like Joan Rivers, even mm. though she had a long life, she was still working. Yeah. And was not going to stop yeah. working until, you know, something mm. awful like that yeah. happened. Yeah. Yeah. She like did sets like a couple days earlier. Or like when Betty White mm. dies, you know, it's going to be a similar sort of, unless, well, I guess, unless she uh, stops working, <laughs> <laughs> decides to stop working and then dies yeah. later. But either way. Yeah. I don't. I mean, I don't know. Sondheim, I think, would be. I, maybe I almost just started crying. Oh, that's gonna be rough. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. Oof. I don't want to talk about this anymore. Yeah, let's talk about something else. <laughs> R.I.P. Prince. Anyway, I brought. I mean, aside from the fact that it was just a you know a week of loss, yeah. the celebration that came, especially with Prince. Um, just resulted in some really beautiful moments, and I needed, I needed to make sure that everyone has seen that oh! color purple video. <laughs> I mean, I I watched it. I was like, I was the, my train was like stalled in a station when I pulled that up, and I and I watched yeah. the whole thing, and I just, I don't actually know that song, but the. The voices. I don't even. I just like. Oh my God. uh, Also, because (laughs) I don't know if it was in the original key, and I'm not complaining, but the first thing I thought was like, I cannot believe they chose to sing it in this key. (laughs) Like, where they're just like, we're just going to live up here. Yeah. Yeah. We're just going to (laughs) go all the way up, up here on the balcony, and we're going to stay up here the whole time. 
Oh my god. Ugh. I mean, I also just like I really, 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 really fucking loved when Jennifer was like, I'm really getting into it. I'm taking my jacket off. And Cynthia was like, Girl, oh yeah. Don't drop your jacket on the floor. Yeah. This is not your personal jacket. Yeah. She scooped that jacket up. She was like, No, 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 no. Don't put it on the floor. Okay, okay, I'll I'll I know, take it. I got good. it. Okay, thanks, girl. And everybody sort of was like, Oh no, the jacket. I know. Everyone was like, Girl, girl, don't put that jacket on the floor. Come on. Oh my god, that was so funny. And she just They should release that as a single. They should. They should. They should. They should make make money. Although, again, who's going to let them do that? We don't know. Who has who has control of that? I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, like just the. I just. I. I. I, It was insanity. Those voices and because of the reach that Prince has, I was really excited to see people who aren't don't know any of, you know, people know Jennifer Hudson from like dream girls or whatever, but you know, I posted it on Facebook and my sister was like, who is that other woman? Mm. And I was like, I know. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. And I feel like, I was like, that is Cynthia, Cynthia Arriva. Did that, did that video go mainstream viral? Oh yeah. It got picked up. Oh, wonderful. I mean, I don't know. Everyone knows who I don't know Arriva what the views now. are and her voice. Yes. That's great. Oh my god, mm-hmm. that means that like when she wins the Tony, people will be like, "Remember the girl from that color purple or that that Prince Purple Rain video that you were like, holy shit, her voice? She just won a Tony." Yes, that's exciting. Hmm. Oh man. Well, everybody just. Why do I want to watch okay, it again right now? Please. I have a correction to make. Uh oh. From uh from last week, I made a hilarious error. <laughs> mm. Oh my god, what I was it? I said that in the Muni's production of oh. The Music Man <laughs> that yeah. Liz McCartney was playing Marion. Uh she's not. Please <laughs> here's the thing. I heard you say those words. And I heard you be like, oh. I believed you, though, because it's the Muni, and it's like, I don't know. I I mean, I guess they still do relatively traditional casting, but it also seems like it's a fun summer thing. And I was just like, that's fun. Yeah, that would have been fun. I I heard the act. I mean, I interpreted it the way you said it. Yeah. And I didn't. Bad an eyelash. I was like, sure. Wait, how old is she? Is she really like? I'm trying to find her age. She's done a good job of not putting it anywhere. I mean, I would still have believed it. Yeah. Well, she is Mrs. Who is it with? It's like Hunter. Uh, s- s- no, uh, Hunter Foster. Yes, and I don't like on that list. How the fuck uh, old this is Hunter. This is why my this is why my brain like auto corrected it to Marion because I was like Marion's not on this list so I don't know that they've cast that person yet maybe it'll be local talent, hmm. but because it she it said Mrs. Peru which is obviously Marion's mother right and my brain was just like oh Ms. Peru Marion Peru <laughs> sure sure Liz McCartney <laughs> I mean. But I, I, yeah, I, I, I understand I, what you mean about it being like, well, it's I, the Muni. Yeah, I was just like, all right, cool. That's funny. Well, so until I don't know. Next I, time when we get to hear her sing My White Knight. <laughs> I can't wait to uh, see who's going to actually play Marion. I hope it's someone age appropriate for Hunter Foster. Oof. Although I have to say, based on the structure of that show, it would make sense that Marion is like fucking 20 and he is like kind of like an old guy that's traveling around conning people, which is why their romance is not actually romantic or cute at all. I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) (laughs) Well, more more of Emily's favorite thing, awards season. Hmm. We had the Outer Critics nominations come out. Oh, And mostly I'm bringing this up because Shuffle Along is not included. Right. See, this is what I hate about the way these award seasons work because 
the like OCCs and like the drama league are like, whatever. I don't give a shit that you're in previews. We're fucking giving you an award nominations, which makes no sense. Yeah. And, well, except and, that's not what happened here. Well, yeah, because that's why shuffle. But like, here's the thing. Shuffle along's like, Hey, don't consider us before we're open. Not cool. And they're like, sure. Okay. So we'll consider you next season. So shuffle along is like, cool. Great. Next season. Sure. But shuffle along is eligible for this season's Tony's. Well, right. So the other thing that I don't understand, and again, it's all just And nonsense, I'm assuming so this season's drama desks up. Yes. Stupid. Yes, the drama desks and the Tonys. Um, it will be considered for. I don't understand, like, why the OCCs don't, if they want to do the same season as the Tonys, why, like, they know when the Tonys cutoff is. Mm-hmm. Oh, so, I think it's because the the OCCs are just being arbitrary. I mean, which it's all arbitrary. So, sure, why not? I think I feel like I mean, my feeling is that like the shows that or the awards outlets that review and award shows before they have opened are just like, Fit. "We're going to do whatever we want because we don't <laughs> care about the Tonys. Whatever, Tonys, you don't control us." And it's like yeah, right. but you should you should be evaluating a show that's ready to be evaluated. Well, sure. You should not be evaluating a show that's in previews. I mean, good on Shuffle Along for being like, we're not cooked yet. Mm-hmm. Wait for us to be done. Mm-hmm. The other thing is that the OCCs have added a, a new category. Oh. My favorite thing in the whole world. Oh, I'm sorry. Projections. Ah. <sighs> Um, I haven't seen any of these shows. Oh, no, I saw Spring Awakening. What was the projections in Spring Awakening? Like the super titles? Oh. That's sure. all I can think of. Yeah, I don't Those know. super titles they're... were very accurate. Well, they were necessary. So I say give it to Spring Awakening. Yeah. The other ones, we didn't see Grounded. Mm-hmm. Or Lazarus, and we may or may not see Dear Evan Hansen, and then American Psycho, hmm. which we have we'll see in a couple of weeks. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, boo projections. Boo. The award should be best projection integration into a real set. <laughs> yeah, let's get specific here. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on to another shuffle along uh, topic. We saw it, which obviously we'll do a full review of it, but everyone um, should buy their tickets now. Yeah. Oh, my God. And just word on the street, the Rush program that they have now is only going through previews, so that's only through this Wednesday. Word on the street is that they may do standing room after opening on sold-out nights. So Mm. hopefully that's true. Mm. Because it's a Mm. small house. It's going to be a hot ticket, y'all. Hot ticket. Hot hot. I mean, ticket. they know it's going to be a hot ticket because they're like, we're not going to do rush after previews. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But hopefully I mean, they figure something out because I think it's a really important show for people who can't spend a million dollars to see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we got an email asking us our thoughts on Shuffle Along's audience policies. This is from Kelsey. She had informed us about Tinkerbell the dog. Mm. Um, and that was one of her, you know, uh, on the negative end experiences at the theater and ended her trip with what she said was a very pleasant and much appreciated surprise at Shuffle Along. One of the things is that they don't have ice for their drinks. Excellent. Which I think is very important. Yes. Because theaters try to combat that with having straws so that, you know, you, you suck, suck through a straw Doesn't versus like, like doing a maraca shake with your drink. <laughs> but if they keep the alcohol cold, which is what they do at the music box, you don't need ice for your drink. So that's very nice. I really, really appreciate that. And then this was another a thing that we noticed as well. And in fact, you can't miss it because they give you a slip with your tickets that says no late seating. No late seating. Yes. Like, and they are not playing. I mean, I didn't see it <laughs> happen to anyone. not playing. But that, that speech we got, we were sitting in the box and the usher was like, if you go to the bathroom, you are not getting back into this seat. Yeah, you have to wait in the back of the orchestra. If you come late, 
if you don't get back to your seat at intermission, which the the bathrooms in the music box, I, I have to say, should allow for everyone to get back to their seat. There's right. And also, obviously, if you are, if that's your policy, you have an usher monitoring the bathrooms right. and you don't start the second act until the line is gone. Yeah. And like, or you maybe have a line cut off and be like, you're not going to get in for the second act. If you're comfortable right. standing in the back of the orchestra, right. be my guest. Right. And I would be really interested to see how many of these people who bought, you know, premium tickets have to stand at the back of the orchestra because they're late or because they well, can't wonder, get back. I wonder if though the, having such a strict policy and being so clear about it just eliminates the problem. I hope so. I hope for everyone's sake. Yeah, because it definitely it's one of those things that I think like when you're in a show and you're and there's like when there are people being sat late, you fucking notice it. Oh, yeah. And, and like when it was just nothing, there was no audience disturbances during the performance. No. And if None. it's especially like. I don't even remember a cell phone going off. No, me neither, actually. Oh, my God. Wow. When, wow. What show was it that we saw? Oh, at 1776. Oh, it might have been one person's four, phone, but five. it was like, yeah, four times. Yeah. And what I liked about this, too, because when we were given that speech, you were like, oh, uh, like, are they going to be coming in through the aisles or whatever? There was no reason other than not to disturb everyone. Yeah. Which is great. Which is great. Get there on time. uh, People do that. Like, I feel like it's just it makes so much sense. It's just, you know, it's like one of those things where I feel like there's a lot of different ways to interact with your the you know audience and the ushers and how you it's like a customer thing you know there's businesses that are like the customer is always right and Mm -hmm. then there's businesses that are like i don't need your business if you can behave you can come here if not Mm -hmm. go somewhere else and i don't think broadway is gonna suffer for being like behave yourselves right yeah because the people who are casual uh, audience members anyway who are usually the ones that behave poorly are probably never going to come back and right. they weren't they're like they're on a trip or whatever yeah, yeah. they've already bought their ticket <laughs> i just it was uh you go shuffle on you go music box staff yeah yeah way to, way to be man mm-hmm I well, love so theater. Kelsey, we agree with you. It's oh god, it's such a beautiful theater. It really is. The downstairs area. Every time I oh, go down there, so I'm like, nice. oh god, right, the music box. You're I so know. beautiful. And the bathrooms are nice. It's mm-hmm. a great, great theater. I'll have to say, no merch yet from Shuffle Along. Yeah, that's interesting. No merch yet. Where's the merch? Want some no merch. merch? Let me spend my money. I don't know. They should sell the like that. They should. I mean, I don't know who owns the rights, but someone should reissue that sheet music for I'm Just Wild About Harry that they use in a lot of like if you Google shuffle along that comes up because that was like one of the hits from the show. And it's just like a cool old timey looking, you know, cover of the sheet music for that song. And they think they should reissue it. (laughs) This is my merch idea. It's a good one. Very Thanks. special edition. Yeah. Okay, Emily. Mm-hmm. We're getting closer to a share musical. Oh, God. It's oh been, God. you know, rumored, talked about, discussed for a while. But we have a book writer now. Who? Rick Elise. I'm guessing is how you say it. <laughs> what are his Who other wrote credits? Jersey Boys and mm. Peter and the Starcatcher. Okay. Two very different shows, but Jersey Boys is encouraging because even though we haven't seen it, we know for the most part anyway, based right. on other people's thoughts, that it's a jukebox musical that works. Right. Peter and the Starcatcher I very much enjoyed. Yeah. So that's positive. I mean... I'm here for anything. I just hope it's good, you know. Yeah. Evil, evil Broadway producer, Jeffrey Seller, producer yeah. of Hamilton, is is reported to produce. Great. I feel like he's the new David Merrick. Oh, yeah? Just like Why? the... My way or the highway. Mm. 
Is he the one that's behind like, um, like the percentage thing? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I guess they were. I guess they worked it out, but still. Fuck that guy. (laughs) I mean, thanks for (laughs) putting your money in musicals. This is interesting. I kind of so I'm reading this article on Playbill about this. Mm-hmm. Jeffrey Seller set to co-produce with Floaty Suarez, and this says described as an old-time television producer who persuaded Cher to do the musical in the first place. Mm. I kind of want to see a musical about that. Yeah. <laughs> uh. And the show is said to include hits, I Got You Babe, Gypsies, Tramps, and Thieves, Take Me Home, Believe, and If I Could Turn Back Time. Those are good ones. Those are good ones. So he's presenting it to the producers, Elise, and if they like it enough, then he will present it to Cher on May 20th. Oh my God, I'm going to tweet her on May 20th. Ah, yes, perfect. That's a good idea. Everyone should tweet to Cher on May 20th. And be like, Cher, be like, we want a musical. We can't wait for oh. your musical. But only if it's good, girl. Don't say yes if it's bad. Mm. So this musical is supposedly going to have like a an Allison, a big Allison, medium Allison, small Allison situation happening. Uh-huh. Three different actresses set to play her at various stages of her life. One actress will play young Cher through her Sonny and Cher years, while another one will play the icon through the Believe Tour, with a third to inhabit the star at the current point in her life. (laughs) The show will incorporate a theatrical conceit that allows all three actresses to talk to one another and perform together. That sounds awful. This sounds not great. <laughs> Why would all three of them be performing See, together? I think okay, now this is making sense. So I think this is like share in that crazy guy's idea and then they got someone to write it. Yeah. I mean, hmm. listen. I'm here Whatever. for anything that Cher yeah, wants absolutely. to create. I mean, if yeah. Cher's behind the ideas, then I'm uh, then I'm here for it. Yeah. I don't know. She did tease on Twitter that she could be old Cher. Oh my god! Don't. I mean, she is old Cher, so sure she. I could mean, be. that would but also then, make sense. Then she's gonna have to she, sing live. I'm sure she wouldn't. I'm sure she wouldn't. Well, then I won't see it. <laughs> You've seen. I other mean, shows I'm not joking. Recorded vocals, not knowingly, and not a lead. What you saw? Well, I guess Phantom, Phantom. of the Opera. That's and true. You saw Mamma Mia. I mean, that's not lead, but. Yeah, all of the Patty, title song of Phantom of the Opera. I, you, I don't, if it's an entire show, and I'm not no, okay with Phantom of the it's Opera. It's not going to be an entire show because the But an entire show of her character just lip syncing? That's not okay. No, no, I mean, no. Phantom's wait, wait, not okay either. I'm saying, I'm saying that the old Cher character right. is going to lip sync. Right. But she's but not going to be the, the lead. Old, she's the narrator. Why would old chair old chair is not going to be the lead singing most of the songs? She's then going to be the narrator. Well, oh, you mean like Big Allison, who's the lead? No, I think <laughs> I do not think. She, I mean, speaking as someone who's actually seen a share show, well, Cher does sure. not do the heavy lifting in her own shows. So, <laughs> that's fair. Bitch, that's please. fair. She's not going to be doing the heavy lifting. She's going to stroll on stage every once in a while in a different costume and say a few things, maybe lip sync a line, and then walk off stage and sit in her fucking dressing room. And then she's going to get some spunky young actors who are going to play young, you know, the other two ones, and they're going to do the heavy lifting. That infuriates me. Trust. Trust. Listen. Are you trying to make me want to see it or, like, make me want to burn it to the ground? I don't understand. Here's the thing. I understand that. I always want to hear live singing on Broadway from Broadway performers. But if you're taking Cher, who never ever sings live. Well, and I understand that that's fair. And that's why I would never go see a Cher show. Well, that's why your life is sad because Cher shows are amazing. <laughs> well, I'm glad you enjoy it. The spectacle. You don't go. You don't. Here's the thing, Patty. You don't go to a Cher concert for the singing. That's not why you're there. But I go to a music concert for the music. 
which includes live singing. I understand what you're saying. And I'm not saying you shouldn't go to a share show. Go but to a I'm share show. That, okay, but if there's a share show on Broadway three years from now, are you saying you're going to boycott it to the point that we're not going to review it, it and it's not going to be eligible for schmazies? But I wouldn't pay money for it. Well, assuming we would get press I comp. mean, assuming... Or, fine, I would pay for it for the sake of this, but not be happy about it. Oh, my God. And let my, uh, let it be known. What, you're just going to sit in the audience? No, it doesn't even mean I won't enjoy it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'll scream liar at her. Liar, you're lying. (laughs) Listen, man, I am here for a Cher musical that Cher has say in and whatever it may be. <laughs> I can't believe you're saying what you're OK going to go see American Psycho and they don't have a pit. Yeah. And I'm very vocal about it. Like. But you're seeing it. All right. So I've already conceded that wouldn't. I probably would see it. OK. OK. So I'm sorry. Does anyone else in, on this podcast make crazy broad statements and then like dial them back a little bit um no i'm the realist here (laughs) clearly i'm (sighs) the level-headed one (laughs) listen Cher is a goddess well it is it's all conjecture right now so and i love Cher. i concede the difference between a singer and a performer but i'm not Going to just pay like what, like three hundred dollars again. Well, this okay, was like her okay. Vegas show or whatever, but or whatever. I don't know how much the cheapest okay, tickets were, like fifty dollars, sixty dollars. Yeah, sixty dollars. That's the price of a, a Broadway show, right? You're not going to pay sixty dollars well, to see uh, share again. For the sake of this and your sanity, I probably would. But if it was just me living my regular life, I don't know. I can't answer that. Well, okay. If it was just you living your regular life and we weren't friends and didn't have this podcast, <laughs> then it would make sense that Patty Devery would be like, no, I'm not going to go see that. Right. So that was wish, my initial reaction. Here's what it is. I wish that you took as much joy in Cher's performances as I do, regardless of the fact that it is live singing or not. You know what well, I mean? Well, there's your favorite things and my favorite things. I know. Sorry you about know. it. It's just I'll that thing where dance you dance my heart out to believe in my apartment. Brings you so much joy, and you don't understand why the other someone else can't also get that same amount of joy from something mm. i i have never i ha, do not regret the two times that i spent a significant amount of money seeing share in concert i don't think that you do i wouldn't expect you to it was so much fun anyway we should move on yeah let's move on let's move on to something less contentious <sighs> although maybe not because you didn't really like this show uh-oh <laughs> Leslie Margarita and Tom Hewitt are doing the Hunchback of Notre Dame. Where? In California. Wait, 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 wait. Tom oh. Hewitt. Tom Hewitt is playing Frollo. The Patrick Page part. Yep. Hmm. I would see that. I know, right? <laughs> and it would be interesting to see because I don't know that it's the same staging. So right. Yeah, maybe they it's don't have directed that really offensive by, you know, disfigurement stuff at the end. Yeah, it's directed by someone at this theater, Glenn Casale. The theater is La Mirada Theater. I don't know where that is. It's in hmm. La Mirada. Hmm. <laughs> well, that's fun. Good for them. Mm-hmm. Wait, I hope we're not losing Leslie Margarita back to L.A. It doesn't say we don't have any other casting, just those two so far. Hmm. So we'll see. I'd be interested to find out who the cast, who the other cast is, and to see production photos. Obviously, we don't know. Yeah. If you guys are near La Mirada, which I don't feel like Googling where that is. I have no idea where in California that is. Mm. Um, And want to go see it and report back to us, please do. Yeah. wonder what kind of chorus they're going to have. 
Oh yeah, I don't know. I mean, again, it seems like uh, maybe like a paper mill situation, so they could potentially have a a sizable chorus. Mm-hmm. Okay, we have got a Dreamcast from Jackamania. Ooh, hey Jackamania, what's up? We actually have two. One's just a mini Dreamcast, so let's do that first. Mini being, it's Grey Gardens, but it's just the two ladies. Okay. So, Big Edie slash Little Edie, he's suggesting Kristen Chenoweth. Oh. I think she could be great. Interesting. I think it would be good to see her. Like, we know she can, but she hasn't in a while. Do something with, like, a little more depth. Well, I she would need to be with the right director because I True. think Kristen Chenoweth is so Kristen Chenoweth. Yeah. You know, and she is not one of those actors who easily slips into the essence of another human. Mm. Um, right, that's true. You know, um, she's so distinct as herself, her voice, her mannerisms that I yeah. would want to see her. If she got the right director and they really worked at it, I think she could be fucking brilliant. Yes, yes. Also suggested Miss Carolee Carmelo. Oh, I mean, obviously. Yes. I think it would be fun to hear her do a different voice too, because uh, a little less so she like gets into a character really easily, mm-hmm. but she still always has that Carolee Carmelo voice. Except when she played young Amy Semple McPherson and she true, straightened true. her vibrata out and she was like, it's cool. I have a whole nother voice inside That's of me. True. That sounds amazing. That's true. I mean, Carolee Carmelo. <laughs> well, and again, like I, even if I hadn't heard that, I wouldn't doubt that Carolee Carmelo could do it because she can do anything. Right. And Carolee is m- way more of a chameleon than Kristen. Yeah. Um, for Big Edie, I think this is a brilliant choice. I think she'd be real mad at it. Oh, no. <laughs> Jackie Hoffman. <laughs> I would love to see that. I would love to see that. Jackie Hoffman's a little young for Big Edie. <laughs> yeah, she is. She's, in fact, only 55. Yeah. So definitely in the future. Yeah. She's too young for it now, though. Yeah. Or Angela Lansbury, which, come on. Oh! Okay. Come on. Sure. She'd be great. Why don't That's we like just a have a continuous rotating cast funneling through a production of Grey Gardens? Yes. Let's do that. That's a lot of hard work for the Carrie Fisher and Debbie first Reynolds. First act ladies. Yes. What? We talk <laughs> about that all the time, and I just remembered about it when you I said know, it. I know. I know. We haven't talked about that in a long we time. We haven't. Ugh. Okay. Next up, Jack has sent us several options for Ooh. Into the Woods. Ooh. Which, you know, I mean, always, always welcome Into the Woods. Yes. So for the narrator, we have some interesting choices. Harvey Firestein. Okay. Yeah, right. Yeah. Kathy Griffin. Oh my God. I would definitely see that. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Can you imagine? Wait, so is this one where she also plays the mysterious? One? I really hope so. <laughs> And Whoopi uh, Goldberg. Oh, okay, yeah. Right? Oh my god, that would be funny. Mm-hmm. Now for the Baker's wife, two really great choices. Renee Elise Goldsbury. Yes. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Or Kelly O'Hara. Oh. Yeah. Which would be like a fun, interesting oh. role for Kelly to do. I would love to see Kelly in that role. Mm-hmm. She yeah, I would like to see her. She's a yes. good actress. She would definitely get right? the depth of that character. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Now, only one choice for the baker. Who? Brian Darcy James. Okay. Definitely. <laughs> and definitely with Kelly. Oh, yeah. They would be great together. Yeah. I would like to see that. Yeah. yeah and also, we know that he can play an idiot because we saw something <laughs> rotten. Mm-hmm. But a better written idiot. Yeah. Much Who better. actually has an arc. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, I need. I'm adding my own to this. I I'm sure we must have discussed it, but uh, Rob McClure, if he hasn't oh, ever played the baker, I mean, I'm sure Wait, he must he? have. I think he has at the Muni last summer, maybe. 
Oh, yeah, that like, literally just happened, didn't it? Good, good, good. Good, good, good. That's probably why I was in my head. Also, because yeah, he was fucking brilliant. The baker. Yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> I think he put together this witch list just to kill you. Oh, no. No, in a good way. Which uh, witches? First Charlie choice. Parmello. Yep. Obviously. I want to see that. She'd be brilliant. <laughs> greens, Absolutely greens, and nothing brilliant. but greens. Part, you know what? The other day, I realized that I still know all the lyrics to that rap. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, I can just pull it out at any second. Mm-hmm. Second choice, Judy Kuhn. Oh, yeah. Wouldn't that yeah. be so good? I would love to see that. I would love oh, to see that. Judy Kuhn singing "The Last Midnight." Oh, my God. She would break your heart and she Ugh. would just rip your chest open and pull it out with her bare hands. Yeah. Smash it Children on the floor. Children will listen. I mean, yeah. come on. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. 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 Oh, my God. And Lashans. Oh, my God. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh, can you imagine Lashans? <sighs> She'd be so good. I love Lashans so much. She's the best. I hope she's having a good time in her life right now. Well, Sean's just, has just one cause. of the most joyful smiles. Oh, yes. Her smile just like radiates happiness. Mm. Mm-hmm. I love her. All right. Uh, Cinderella. These are both very interesting and different choices. Nikki M. James. Oh. She can have like the fun sass. That Cinderella mm, has. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, or, this is very interesting, Barrett Wilbur Weed. As Cinderella. Yes. And tr- she would be, oh, she would be fun. She would be an interesting Cinderella. Also, I'd be interested to hear how she would sing it. Like, would she go yeah. legit soprano or what, what would happen? Right. That's what I'm also, I'm like, oh, how would her voice how would she sing it? Because I think I've only heard her belt. I don't know that I've heard her legit Yeah, voice. I know. Um, so I don't know. But also, like, I would, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I, I guess part of me is, like, I would want to see her in, like, a really cool, like, if someone did, like, a, we're gonna, we're doing Into the Woods, but, like, in set design and other, and costuming, we're putting it in modern day. Oh, sure. Like, and punk it up or something. I would want to yeah. see her in that. But I would also like to see her if, you know, if she's got the legit voice and she, you know, like, I would want to see her do it tradish. Yeah. I don't know. It, she's interesting either way. Yeah. Um, so here's a couple of interesting choices for Jack. Well, one's on the nose, Andrew Keenan Bolger. He'd be great. Yeah, yeah. Or Sydney Lucas. Okay. Is that a pants roll? Is Jack a girl? Who knows? That. I mean could be either yeah, I'm into that. That'd be cute. What the if wolf? Sydney Lucas had been the narrator in that central oh. park? be so that, great that would have been really good not not to say that jack broderick isn't amazing and that his performance in that production wasn't incredible yeah but it would have also been interesting to see sydney lucas in that oh, yeah. role absolutely in that production mm-hmm. uh the wolf slash cinderella's prince i think you'll really enjoy this one andy carl yes yes definitely oh my god i love andy carl now, we don't have a Rapunzel's prince in here. Bummer. But I guess, I mean, it would be someone with, you know, it's a slightly smaller role, so probably someone, like, who's an ensemble member who gets bumped up, you know, like mm. a like a lifelong ensemble member or something, not lifelong. Gary Tedder. Oh, yeah. Well, and he just did um, James at Sea, so that'd be great. Yeah. He'd be fun. I like it. I was thinking Ryan Steele. So Little Red Riding Hood, Jack Jackamania's gone on the the more grown up side here. Okay. <laughs> Marissa Jarrett Winoker. Oh, that's an adult. Yes. <laughs> As Little Red Riding Hood. And Kirsten Wyatt. Okay, Kirsten Wyatt, I can get behind. Yeah. It would because have to be against Andrew, though. Like, think if we had Marissa or Kirsten with Sydney Lucas as Jack. <laughs> yeah, that would be weird. 
But but they're both great Little Red Riding Hood choices, especially if you're Listen, doing like a concert version of it. Andrew Keenan Bolger and Kirsten is perfect. Yes. Yeah, that's great because they're both adults, but they look like children. <laughs> they Except when Andrew that. takes his shirt off. Mm-hmm. Then you know he's a man. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> hey, did you see? Did you see in the new squigs? Have you seen the new squig cards? Uh, I've seen some of them, not all of them. If you go to the theater circle shop on 44th street, obviously Mm -hmm. they stock them, but they also have like a poster that has all of them on it. Oh, that's exciting. And it's like out in the window. It's like I walked by the other day and I just like stood there and looked at all of the different ones. Like Stephanie J block one. And there's the Andrew Keenan Bulger. No, wait, maybe that was in the first pack. The Celia Keenan Bulger is the second one. They haven't come out with a Maggie Keenan Bulger one yet, so you can't have all three. Mm. Got to get the whole set. Yeah, got to catch them all. <laughs> well, well, that's exciting. There is a Cynthia Erivo one, which she, she yes, posted, which made I me know, real happy. I know. I love that. Like, I mean, it's so cool because, like, I feel like. Like, Squigs feels just as, like, Cynthia's like, I didn't even know this was happening. This is so cool. And he's like, Cynthia knows that I drew her. This is so cool. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. It's like, Both everybody's so just excited. excited. Everybody's excited about Broadway trading cards. Yes. Very, very sweet and exciting. Yeah. Uh, two, two, three more. Three more. Jack's mother. This is perfect casting. Jackie Hoffman. Yes. Yes. Rapunzel L. McClellmore, who would be great. <gasps> yes, yes. She'd be yes. really I funny. I love her. I love that little firecracker. <laughs> and as the giantess's voice, Patty LaPone. <gasps> Definitely. Absolutely. A hundred percent. Yeah. These are great, no great castings. Fantastic great casting. If you can just get the producers and put it up. Put yeah, it up exactly. somewhere in the tri-state area. Yeah. We'll see it. Uh, well, thanks, Jack Mania, for sending that in. Yeah. And if you guys want to send in your Dreamcasts, it's it's easiest to email them to us because then they're all in one place and I can find them easiest at pattyandemily at gmail.com. Carolee, 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 update. Guess what? Cast recording for Tech Everlasting <gasps> is already in the bag. So exciting. Another Carolee Carmelo cast album. Another Carolee Carmelo cast album. I wonder exactly how many cast albums Carolee's been on. It's a lot. A lot plus one in the ether. Ugh, yeah. Mm, Elton (laughs) So you better hope that I'm not wishing for Elton John to die. I love Elton John. But you better hope that when Elton John dies, whoever is the person who holds the rights to everything will release (laughs) the stat. I hope that Elton John has a nice long life, not longer than mine, and that when he dies... Or longer than Carol Lee, because she'll want to hear it too. (laughs) Yeah. I'm pretty sure he... Just release it! We love you and we want to hear your music. Exactly, exactly. Hmm... Like, I feel like Elton John could just, like, like if he could just get, like, the fans that are, like, listen, Elton, like, I'm not going to, like, trash talk you in Rolling Stone magazine or the New York Times or whatever. Like, I just want to listen to it in the quiet and peace of my own home because I'm a fan and I love Carolee Carmelo. Can I have yeah. a copy, please? Yeah. He'd say no. Fuck you! <laughs> I mean, not that, you know, he doesn't know you. He can't trust you. Uh. I get it. But at the same time, I wish he would just release it. Like, don't be just don't be so prideful. Yeah. People will people will love it. And it's not like it will not find releasing people the Lestat cast album made people forget the Lestat happened. Well, right. We all know that Lestat happened and people it, are still gonna like, remind them that Lestat to happened. Its, you know, it adds to its mythology. It could have another life. It could have another life. That's also true. Uh, I want a professional recording of Carolee singing the Crimson Kiss. I know. That song is weird and oddly sexual. No. Oh, okay. It got vastly changed between when they were in San Francisco and on Broadway. Because when they were in San Francisco, they were like, oh, let's have the song end where she's just like, note. 
And then on Broadway, they're like, what if we were like utilizing Carolee Carmelo's vocal range on the end of that song? Let's do that. Yeah. Yeah. I once found a soundboard recording from San Francisco that was so it was such high quality soundboard that like I thought it was a cast recording and I freaked out and like started was listening to it being like, oh, my God, I think this is because I like found it on some, you know, illegal website. And then I got mm-hmm. to the end and was like, no, this is definitely oh. not. <laughs> this is not the Broadway cast recording. No. This is a soundboard from San Francisco. Can't wait to hear the cast recording. Yeah. Yeah. And and I'm excited to go see Tucker Elastic yeah. in the near future. It's true. Busy next couple of weeks. Yeah. Now it's time for the Audra McDonald Tweet, Tweet of the Week. On April 20th at 11.11 a.m., 11.11, make a wish, Audra. I'm going to pay everything I ever owe in 20s from now on. Mortgage, student loans, dinner, taxes, all of it. Hashtag Harriet Tubman. Yes. Uh, yes. I have to say, I'm so fucking, like, ah, so conflicted about this Harriet Tubman thing because I found out that Andrew Jackson is still going to be on the 20, just like on the, on the back. back and smaller. Fuck yeah. you. Get him off our fucking money. Get him off our fucking money. Also, because it would make him happy, which makes me want to keep him on the money to make him sad. But he's dead. So he doesn't have feelings. Mm. What would make seriously, him happy? Seriously. It be, no, taking him off the money because Andrew Jackson right, actually right. like hated the concept it's of money. and was like, money is yeah. stupid. So like putting him on the money is kind of ironic because we're like, we're honoring him. And you're like, we shouldn't be honoring, honoring the American Hitler. Yeah. Um, but... If it makes his ghost angry, then maybe it's okay. Except that <laughs> ghosts aren't real. Nope. I just I That's a, it's I a feel, lot. It's a lot to go through, I understand. There's just there's been a lot there's been a lot of like I feel like maybe just this and lemonade coming out. Like can <laughs> can everybody just we've been doing like all of human history, everybody's been laying on black women. Yeah. Lay off. Yeah. Lay fucking off. Give Harriet Tubman her own $20 bill with nobody else's faces on it. And hire black women to write think pieces about lemonade. I mean, Audra should write one. Oh my God, Audra, she should write one. She She tweeted a bunch about it. Yeah, she tweets. She had her tweets. But she's a little busy doing a show, so I get it. Yeah. Ugh. All right. Well, one day we'll have Audra McDonald on a, a bell. Hmm. You know what I love? I know you haven't watched Lemonade yet, but you know what I love so much about it? What? And the thing that I think is so cool about what Beyonce is doing right now is I feel like she is just creating a new genre of art, like a new art form, because it's like. Yes, it's still music, but it's also kind of like a movie and it's also like a musical and it's also just like a big story. And like it's so many different artistic elements all rolled into one like piece. It's so fucking cool. Mm. Like it's funny because I feel like whatever. We don't need to put this on here. (laughs) I'm just talking about Beyonce. Yeah. I love Beyonce. She's great. You could turn. You could basically take lemonade and transfer it and like make it a broadway show yeah it it would be a really interesting broadway show because it wouldn't really have a book and it's very like art like kind of um abstract in a, in a lot of ways yeah. but like oh my god that would be so fucking cool yeah well i mean concept albums and like Audrey that McDonald can star in it i'm sorry what did you say <laughs> i was gonna say concept albums like that are turned into musicals mm. i'm not gonna say all the time but they have been you know, mm-hmm. Tommy and uh, American yeah. Idiot. <laughs> but, you know, again, I'm not against anything being turned into anything as long as it's good. And even if it's not, somebody thinks it's good. Yeah. That's our show. Until next week, you can follow us on Twitter at, at Patty, the letter N, Emily, Patty, N, Emily. You can follow us individually at Patty with Y and at Emily Faye Oakley and find us anywhere else on the internet by searching Patty and Emily. Be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes, rate us and leave us a comment and we'll read it on the show. Send us your topic suggestions, questions, dreamcasts, etc. And in the meantime, go, go see live theater. theater.